0: Hi, I'm Paul Johnson. Thanks for listening to the podcast from Life Support.
1: If you imagine every time you talk about the issue of abortion, if you imagine the person that you're talking to has had an abortion just like Caroline, and maybe has never told anybody else, it will change the way that you talk about things because you're imagining their story and when we hear people's stories, it changes us. It gives you more compassion. And so I always encourage people, just imagine every time you open your mouth, every time you say something on social media, imagine the person that you're talking to has had an abortion and they haven't told you, they haven't told anybody else in their lives and it'll change you.
2: Those are chilling words to start our program today but part of the reality of the world and culture we live in. Today's conversation is between Pastor Paul and leadership from New Life Family Services, an organization doing important work in the fight for life. The name of this program is Life Support. Everything you do from then on is
3: different. One of the detectives, I think his name was He was a golden
2: boy. All we can do right now is come together.
3: Extreme domestic violence multiple
2: rapes. Welcome to Life Support, hosted by Pastor Paul Johnson from Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota. My name is Steve Johnson, director of Five Stone Media, a co-sponsor of this program, and our goal is to use story to bring hope and healing. And now let's join the conversation with Pastor Paul. Hey, so glad to have you
0: on Life Support. We tell stories to help you find a deeper relationship with Jesus through suffering and trauma. So I'm so glad you're here. And we're gonna spend some time dealing with a very difficult topic. And it's incredibly important. So I'm glad you're here to take part with us. I have very special guests with me from New Life Family Services. We'll learn more about that organization. Tammy Coker is the executive director. I also have Caroline Beener here, who is the program manager for uh, a part of this organization. She'll explain that too and part of her story. So ladies, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having us. Thank you.
0: So let's start with you, Tammy. Tell me a little bit about New Life Family Services. What is this organization all about?
1: Sure. Well, New Life has been around since 1973 offering help and hope to those facing an unplanned pregnancy. And so we kind of do that through three primary service areas. One, we are a licensed adoption agency. So we serve both birth families and adoptive families throughout the entire process. Secondly, we have our first care pregnancy centers. Those are our storefront locations where we help those facing unplanned pregnancies. So pregnancy testing, ultrasounds, uh... we have licensed social workers that work with clients through decision making um, just in the midst of you know what they want to do with their pregnancy we have a huge parenting education program um, and we also do free STD testing and treatment so that's all part of our first care programs and then our third program is uh, where ca- uh... caroline is the program manager for and that is our Conquer's post-abortion support ministry so it is a program that helps um, Women and couples who are struggling with a past abortion find hope and healing and redemption in Christ. And she can certainly share more about that.
0: Yes, and, uh, and we're glad that she can. Tell me a little bit about, before we dive into to Caroline's story, um, many of the areas you're dealing with have been kind of pushed to the side by culture as, well, why would you bother? It's just part of life that a woman would make this choice and then move on with her life. That's not really true, though, is it?
1: you know it's not i think um an unplanned pregnancy in particular but really any pregnancy is life-changing no matter what decision you make if you choose to parent certainly your life is going to look differently if you choose to place for adoption your life is going to look different and if you choose abortion it's going to have an impact on your life as well and so our goal is really to empower women um and men and families to be fully informed about their decisions and to really come alongside and support them so that they can make a decision that they feel good about, they're um, prepared for, and to just really support them throughout the process.
0: Caroline, I know this is a very personal issue for you and uh, you have a story and I really appreciate you having the courage to come and talk to us about it. First of all, what do you do at New Life exactly? What is is your role there?
3: So I'm the program manager and what that means, I'm a one woman show along with my volunteers. Um, I have a wonderful team of volunteers. And so what I do is I do a lot of um, scheduling of conquerors groups, a lot of uh, curriculum review, Um, getting the word out about Conquerors and then meeting with those clients to get them registered for a group. And sometimes I'm actually facilitating those groups, um, especially with COVID. I've been doing a lot of that lately. Um, And if we have someone or if we have a woman who's not comfortable going into a group, or um, we have a couple that want to go through Conquerors together, then I'll work with them one-on-one. And we'll use the same curriculum that the groups use. Um, We just, I take them through that program at their own pace. So um, many hats, um, but it's been just a real blessing.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you're ministering to a lot of people. And you come at it from a perspective where uh you've been there tell me Mm -hmm. tell me about that take us back to kind of where your story began and and tell me why this is so important to you
3: sure so um so my story began um I come from a divorced home I'm an only child um and um just had a lot of trauma in childhood my mother suffered from um, addiction and bipolar disorder dad was not um in my life growing up, and so, unfortunately, those things, um, you know, I didn't have a lot of structure um, or stability growing up, and so kind of had to make some decisions on my own with a, without any guidance, unfortunately. Um, so, um, I guess, fast forward to um, as a teenager, um, I had met um, the one, and I really fell in love with this gentleman uh, who was going into the Navy. And I was 16, 17 at this time, and um, we were having sex outside of marriage, Um, and um, we were together, and he moved out to California where he was stationed, and I went with him and um, found out I was pregnant. That um, was pretty devastating, Um, and I think I didn't process it, um, right away, I think there was some time that lapsed um from the time that I knew I was pregnant, and like what am I going to do? A big piece of that was because um in the Navy, he would go out to sea um so just like you think like a story and an adventure it's really true they do they do go out to sea for months at a time, and back then we only had the mail um, to communicate, and so we we had this big decision to make through mail um and it would be weeks before I would get a letter or before he'd get mine. And so trying to make this decision, um, you know, what are we going to do with this, about this? Um, we didn't, I obviously didn't have support at home. Um, we were living in a in a new place all alone, scared kids out in mm-hmm. California. Um, and he, his, his family was, um, Came from a very religious background, and and his mother didn't approve of me to begin with. So, you know what? How are we going to explain this? What are we going to do? Um, and so we we waffled. Uh, you know, there was a time where we thought, you know, we can do this, but I was nannying for a family um, living on a floor with a blanket and pillow, and it just wasn't. In our minds, it wasn't realistic. And unfortunately, we didn't have a place like First Care Pregnancy Center, you know, that would come alongside and, you know, like, you can do this. We can support you. So what we were hearing was just the noise of the culture, which was um, there is abortion and, you know, this problem will go away after you have this procedure. Um, No one has to know about it. And so in our young minds, that's what made the most sense to us. Um, so we made that decision. We made it together, um, and I had the procedure out in California. Um, I don't even know how. I, I don't know how. I didn't pay for it. I don't know how, any of the details, really. Mm-hmm. It was – I think it speaks to just how easily accessible it is. Um, and so um, because um, a lot of time had passed, like I said, with um, with mail and trying to make this decision, unfortunately um, – my uh, pregnancy was a second trimester, and so that abortion procedure was a two-day procedure and very traumatic, Um, but um, we just picked ourselves up and moved on um, and actually married um, anyway in spite of all this two years later. Um, We eloped actually, but that's a different story. Um, and when he got out of the navy, we moved back here to Minnesota, where we were both born and raised, and um, just moved on with life. We were, while we were raised in Christian homes, um, we were never shared the gospel, and we did not have that intimate relationship with Christ. Um, so when we came back home um, after 9/11 happened, someone had shared the gospel with my husband at work. Um, and that's a really sweet story because he's a garbage man. And so um, it was a coworker who shared with him on the job, um, which is just awesome in its, its own story. But he led me to Christ, um, and then we were able to, then we shared Jesus with our children and our kids. Uh, we had three children by this time, um, and they were all pretty young. And, um, but I think for me, um, I think with anybody who comes to Christ, the first thing they're really faced with is um, dealing with their sin and their past and having to reconcile to the Lord. Um, so that was that was a big—that um, was hard to do um, for me. I had a lot of depression, um, a lot of guilt and shame. And even though I had heard the gospel a number of times— um, something wasn't resonating. And for me, I really struggled with um, being able to, you know, I I knew conceptually, you know, Jesus died on the cross. That's what they say. That's what the Bible says. But I just can't forgive myself. And really, that was flawed thinking on my part, but I didn't know it at the time. And so it wasn't until um, I just heard that gospel shared another way, just by a different person, um, where they actually addressed that, you know, that, you know, when we can't when we make it about us, we're not making it about Jesus. And it is about him. And it's about what he did on the cross. And, and then everything clicked for me. And, and I thought, you know what, I need, I need more. And so I, I reached out, I knew I needed help for this past pain, and I found Conquerors. I went through the program. It was great. Um, But I still struggled a little bit, and so it took time. It took time for me to really rest in, you know, to trust really that Jesus had died on the cross even for this sin. Um, And once you, once, whatever it is that you're struggling with, once you realize that, um, just that peace that floods you is like something you can't explain to anybody. And so you just really want people to know that. and so, um, time went on. I worked in healthcare most of my life, um, and um, I was very passionate about about this. I was really passionate about talking about abortion in the church as well. My husband and I would, you know, um, we'd attend church on Sundays, and um, we just knew that there are so many people who need to hear about this forgiveness that can only come from Christ. Um, And so it was a total God thing um, when I was looking for a career change and um, applied for a position at New Life, not this position, um, but a different position, and um, went through the interview process. And they said, you know what, Um, we'd like you to consider this. And so it it was really the Lord um, that brought me to this position um, where um, I can now share my story with those who— are really struggling in that really dark place.
0: Good for you. And that's what God does. He takes our past and he weaves it together for um, his His purpose for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tammy, you can weigh in on this question as well. It seems to me that you talk about how we address abortion in the church and that from a kind of a macro level, we can talk about it as much as we want. We want to get behind pro-life causes. We want to go to marches. We're all excited about that. But I rarely hear anyone discuss personal stories Mm
1: -hmm.
0: of abortion. Why is that?
1: Well, I think, you know, in our society, it has become such a polarizing topic. So I think even there are a lot of churches that don't talk about it at all, because it's firstly, first of all, it's intensely personal, as you know. And then secondly, it's, it's just our society is screaming, you know, if you don't support abortion, you hate women which is could not be farther from the truth. And so I think churches a lot of times don't know how to talk about it. And, you know, when I look at it from a macro level, as you said, you know, there was um, a survey done a couple years ago, and it, it reported that 36% of women having abortions were regularly attending a Christian church at least once a month at the time of their abortion. So 36% of all those abortions were women who were attending our churches. And the really sad piece of that is that the majority of those women, over 70%, said that the church had absolutely no influence on their decision to terminate. And so I look at that and say, as the body of Christ, we have got to do better. Because if we do not talk about this issue, and we do not talk about it in a truth-filled but also grace-filled way, People are going to continue to have abortions in our churches, and we don't even know it. And then the second part of that is the women like Caroline. I cannot tell you how many women have shared with me that they sat in church for 20 years experiencing abortion and not feeling like anybody else there could possibly understand what they've gone through because they've never heard the church talk about it. And so they're sitting in their shame and their guilt, and the church— is great about talking about all kinds of broken things and broken people. And we talk about infidelity, we talk about um, pornography, we talk about drug and alcohol addiction, but we don't talk about the trauma of abortion. And so people are stuck there not knowing that healing and forgiveness and redemption is available just like it is with every other sin.
2: We'll be back to the conversation with Tammy and Caroline in just a moment. You know, Pastor Paul is hosting this program from a unique perspective. After losing his first wife to cancer, he then experienced the homicide of his young adult son, Taylor. And that's what life support is all about. Survivors in discussion with survivors. My name is Steve Johnson, Executive Director of Five Stone Media, and we are so pleased to be a co-sponsor of this program. For more about our work, log on to www.lifesupportresources.org. And now, back to Pastor Paul. So as
0: from a pastoral perspective, I'm thinking about you, Caroline, and I'm I'm thinking about different types of sin that people sit with and the kind of shame that goes on there. I'm afraid of hurting you. Mm. And do pastors hurt you when they talk about it or hurt other women when they talk about it
3: you know i I can tell you honestly that's never um i've never had that situation um because in the churches that um you know once we realized once my husband and I came to the conclusion that we needed forgiveness and healing for this um, the church wasn't wasn't talking about it, so we haven't had that experience where someone has has spoken about it, and then said, You know, how can we minister to you
0: mm-hmm.
3: we we haven't had that experience, yeah, it
0: seems that mm-hmm. from what you're saying that it would be foolish to think that we that abortion is outside of the church, in other words, For sure, right, and so we tend to think that we tend to look at our 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 the people in front of us well, there's no way that's happening here that's out there, but right. apparently that's not the case
1: it's not the case, and you know one thing I would say to you that has really changed my perspective on how to talk about the issue. And I, I talk with people all the time about this, but if we don't talk about it, it's a problem. And if we do talk about it in a harsh or negative way, it's also a problem and you can hurt somebody. And so it can push them deeper and deeper into the shame and the guilt and the regret. But if you imagine every time you talk about the issue of abortion, if you imagine the person that you're talking to has had an abortion, just like Caroline, and maybe has never told anybody else, it will change the way that you talk about things because you're imagining their story, and when we hear people's stories, it changes us. It gives you more compassion. And so I always encourage people, just imagine every time you open your mouth, every time you say something on social media, imagine the person that you're talking to has had an abortion and they haven't told you, they haven't told anybody else in their lives, and it'll change you.
0: And that will put grace to your words and your thought processes. So Caroline, you were talking about culture earlier, and you said that you were just under the impression that you would have this procedure and mm-hmm. you'd be done. Right? Not true.
3: Right? No, and so <laughs> not true, not true at all. Um, uh, for years, I, I think initially, um, everyone's story is a little bit different. So for me, I was a teenager, um, and I think um, in in my in my young mind. Um, this problem um for for a moment did go away um but it it came back quickly and it it really came back when god blessed us with um our three living children um, and and just that pain i you know i talk to women who you know um they come to me after 50 years they come to conquerors after 50 years of of harboring this secret wow um so it it doesn't go away um, for most of us, and I think uh, for me a big piece of of uh, my um, you know really having to sort through it was when I became a believer, um, and and we're showing our sin, you know we yeah. we're facing that um, head on, and and I think perhaps that's that's why we see women come. So many years after an abortion, they come to us they 're more mature in their thinking um, and and many of them um, have come to know the Lord since then, and they 're really grappling with you know what they 've done
0: yeah, and you not only have the the sin part of it, but you 've got grief right loss all of that must just be really, really hard to deal with,
3: right because also you hear a society say you shouldn't grieve this loss. You shouldn't grieve it because it either wasn't a loss yeah. or because you did it. Right. So you're not allowed to grieve that loss. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So Tammy, as you deal with all of these different types of issues and you're offering alternatives, you're counseling women, all these things, um, how, what kind of success rate do you have if you can get a woman uh, to talk with you and really be able to, to explain to them um what's happening in front of them? Do they stop and reconsider, or do they more than often than not plow ahead and and go ahead with the abortion?
1: yeah, you know it's i mean it's certainly a mixed thing, and over the years that has changed. We have been doing ultrasounds at new life for twenty years now, and you know initially, when we started doing ultrasounds, it was really. Impactful because people didn't know it was a life. You know, Caroline, imagine if you had had an ultrasound, you know, a second trimester ultrasound back then, it would make make a huge impact. Well, nowadays, technology is so prevalent. People have seen all of that. But what we're finding is, you know, abortion in Minnesota, 60% of women having abortions already have other kids. So that tells you it is not because... They don't understand it's a baby. They've been pregnant before. They understand fetal development. They understand that their circumstances are really hard. And so, for us, as a, we kind of call ourselves a, you know, holistically pro life. Like, our goal is to really walk alongside every single person that walks through our door, meet them where they're at. Because just because we show them an ultrasound, which is still really valuable, because it helps connect, like, I really am pregnant. But we also care about the whole person. And so what else is happening in your lives? And, you know, what are the barriers from keeping you from continuing this pregnancy? And for so many women, their circumstances are just really hard. And so our focus is on how can we walk alongside you, help eliminate the barriers and support you? Because for a lot of women, they just don't have that support. So the success depends on the situation. Mm -hmm. But certainly when we support women, they make... You know more informed and better decisions and so that's kind of what our focus has been and we now walk alongside for those that choose to parent um our parenting program now goes until their youngest child is age five so we're in this you know with them for the long haul because We don't want to just say, you know, don't have an abortion and then we abandon you. Yeah, You know, because Mm -hmm. so many of our clients in our parenting program, they have never, I mean, much like Caroline, they have not seen good parenting. They don't understand, um, you know, they're living in their own trauma. And so being able to walk alongside them and show them a different way and to really walk that journey with them is where I would say the holistic piece of being pro-life really comes in. We're not... You know, just against abortion, we are for life, and we're for supporting life along the way.
0: And how can you get a hold of new life?
1: Uh, Easiest way would be on our website, um, nlfs.org. But, yeah, that's the easiest way. We have four locations, three in the Twin Cities, one in Rochester, and then we are actually opening a fifth location in the Phillips Community of Minneapolis, starting construction hopefully in the spring.
0: Good for you. Well, I have so many more questions to ask. We'll, We'll do that next time we're together. Thank you so much for being here both of you, and dealing with this difficult topic. Caroline, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you. It's very much appreciated. And that's what we do here. You know, we we talk about how Jesus enters into these very difficult places in life. And life support is made possible by our wonderful partners, Faith Radio at MyFaithRadio.com, Five Stone Media, where you can watch a video production of this very podcast at FiveStoneMedia.com. And we'd love to have you check out Ridgewood Church as well, myRWC.org, and you can find the podcast there. I'm on Twitter at Pastor Paul J, and I would love to see you there. You know, sometimes we talk about all of these wounds that are incurred in life, and we just have to remember that God is there always. I love Exodus fourteen fourteen. It's very simple. The Bible says the Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. And so if you're, if you're in pain right now, if you feel isolated, if you feel like there's no place to go, the Lord is fighting for you. And so he will make a way. And organizations like New Life can help you not only connect with resources, but they can connect you to God in a way that maybe you haven't been connected before. So thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it so very much. And we'll catch you next time right here on life
2: support life support is a co-production of five stone media and ridgewood church in minnetonka minnesota
0: thanks for listening to this life support podcast these conversations are available because of listener support you can make a gift now at myfaithradio.com to avoid missing future editions of life support Subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and grow the impact of life support.